What we do here is go back, 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 back. You are listening to the It's Not About You podcast by Felicia Baird. This is a lifestyle podcast where we talk all things business, self-love, spirituality, and how people are giving back to the communities around them and building them up all at the same time. Each week, we have real, raw, honest conversations with inspiring people who are doing really cool things, expanding us, growing us, and making us realize we're pretty friggin' amazing. And we have everything inside of us that we need to do really cool things too. I'm your host, Felicia Baird. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the It's Not About You podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here. I am currently doing this intro from my parents' basement and it is in the middle of the Super Bowl. So I'm surrounded by a bunch of animals. And if you hear my parents screaming in the background, that would be because they're cheering for Super Bowl. (laughs) They're huge football fans. So bear with me if it gets a little loud. I'm pretty excited about this podcast. I have been following this girl Her name is Courtney Ballard and she is on Instagram and I've been following her for a while now and she is just so freaking real and raw about what she posts. It's incredible. She's an intuitive life coach and an intuitive mindset coach. So basically she's helping women get out of their head. I don't just love their bodies more. Like that is the biggest thing. Like at the end of the day, if you don't love the skin you're in, then nothing else matters. And she really drives that home. Her posts are amazing and captivating and her lives are great and her words are good. And she just has like the best intentions ever. I'm just so drawn to her energy and her passion to helping other people. And um, it really shows in this podcast, I think. So in this podcast, we really just like talk about some rock bottoms that she's hit um, and why it's so important for her to show up 100% helping people real raw, how she deals with judgment and um, just how she is as a person and what what has made her become the person that she is. And she's an amazing person. So I hope that you guys love this podcast as much as I loved interviewing her. You can check her out. She plugs where she's from, but you could check her out on Instagram at Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-Y-Y, like three Y's, Ballard. B-A-L-L-A-R-D. And I hope that you guys enjoy what she has to say about the podcast. And if you haven't grabbed my free toolkit yet, um, free journaling toolkit, it is a toolkit that is divided into three sections. One is to help overcome anxiety. One is to maintain a positive mindset. And one is um, just little tips and tricks on how to break into self-love a little bit harder. Um, so I hope you guys go get that. It's on my website or on my, uh, it's in the link on my Instagram. I, th- I put a lot of work into it. It's stuff that's helped me in the past. And I just, I really want to give it to you guys. So you guys have all of the tools that you need to overcome that stuff as much as you can. And it has challenges and mantras, journaling prompts to really help you break out of your head a little bit and a little bit more into your heart. So I hope that you guys enjoy that freebie and enjoy this podcast. And I will chat with you guys next week. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It means the world. And um, don't forget to hit me up on Instagram. B-Y- oh, by Felicia Baird, just so you know what I'm about to spell out. B-Y-F-E-L-I-C-I-A-B-A-I-R-D. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's all I got to say. This intro is pretty short today. So I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
So anyway, thank you for being on the podcast. That's so exciting. Thanks for having me. How do we can make it work? (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, Tell everyone how you lost your voice. (laughs) So I'm in a leadership training right now. um, And it's all experiential work. So most of the people, you know, it's like when you do a lot of deep emotional work, it starts to manifest physically in your body. Um, So yeah, I am just, you know, dealing with the sickness that comes after transformation. It's all mm-hmm. good. We're just detoxing all the bad stuff out. <laughs> what kind of stuff does do you do on these um, for this program? Um, it's I mean it's it's hard for me to explain it fully just because there's so much different stuff that goes on. But what I can say is that it's it's pretty much exercises and experiences that are detaching you. Well, not detaching you, but getting you um, to recognize how much your ego shows up in your life mm-hmm. um, so that you can be aware and get back in touch with your authentic self. Because the idea is that you would be in full alignment with your authentic self um, and letting that be the more prevalent person you're showing up as and not your ego. Oh, I sense? love that. I feel like yeah. this whole month, my ego has just been like, <laughs> honestly, I swear if, if people really just like looked at why they were so upset, it's, it's mostly because yes. like you are afraid of like how people are going to perceive you, which is all yeah. ego. Yeah. Like it has yep. nothing to do with yep. the things going on in your heart. So yep. that's what you do then. So tell yeah. us about yeah. what you are up to court. What I am up to. Oh, do you want me to go into business or? Yeah. Let's talk about okay. your life. Like how did, um, cause obviously cool. you dive so much on Instagram about like yeah. things that you've struggled with and how you want to help other women, um, right. kind of who were in the same boat. So what does that look like? Like, what did you go through and why, why are you helping other people? Yeah. So Man, okay, so it's, you know, I have quite a story, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sum it up and just give you a brief little version. Um, so I, I help women who struggle with um, their bodies and with, you know, the women who have been in the fitness industry and have kind of, kind of lost their way, um, who have become obsessed with it. And it's like a control thing. And it's the only thing in their life that they feel they have control of. And it feels like there's no way out. And I help these women because it's literally where I was for so many years. Um, I I started my first diet when I was 12 years old. And for the course of the next 10 years, I would end up um, pretty much yo-yo dieting as well as I struggled with um, eating disorders. I struggled with anorexia, bulimia, um, binge eating, all the things. And I was in so many different rehabs, um, different treatment centers, inpatient, outpatient, counselors, therapists, dietitians, you name it. I did it. I did the work. I knew how to, I knew quote unquote, how to do everything, but nothing seemed to be working or resonating with me. Um, for so long, it felt like everyone just wanted to diagnose me and what was wrong with me. And it just never really got me anywhere. I, I remember pretty much every time I would go into treatment for bulimia, I would leave and relapse. Um, and I remember at 21, just kind of coming to this conclusion that this was going to be my life forever because I couldn't imagine anyone ever liking me outside of a body type that was really thin um, and that fit this standard that I had kind of placed in my head as this is what's deemed worthy and approving of other people. And this is how I'll find acceptance and love. 
and there's just no other way or so I thought. Um, when I was 22, I had some pretty big um, moments of breakdown, you know, just different life things that happened where ultimately I decided something has to change and different people started to walk in my life. I think that we always get the opportunity to commit to our growth process, but I also think that we'll be given ways to go about it. And so very divine, a lot of divine things happened with different people that walked into my life and really gave me an experience that was so much different than I ever had, where I felt empowered to connect to my heart and to my past. Um, it felt like, okay, this time I'm actually able to see my past, my pain, my trauma, my history, my childhood with love and compassion, knowing that there's so much more for me, knowing that I'm not Courtney, the girl with an eating disorder, knowing that I'm free, I'm powerful, I'm confident, I'm alive, I'm whole. I just haven't been acting that way. Mm -hmm. um, and learning what it looks like to reconnect with your past and find healing in it and then be able to walk out of it. Because there's, it seems to me that there's so many people living on two other sides of the pendulum. They're either living really stuck in their past or they're living in denial of it ever happening. And for me, I was living stuck in it. Like I was stuck in this identity of I'm forever going to be Courtney the sick girl. Um, and the longer I tell myself that story, oh shoot, did that go, did my phone go off on your end? I kind of just like that? dipped out a bit, but it's okay. Okay. Sorry about that. I okay. just put on do not disturb. No, did you get a text on my laptop? <laughs> no, it was a phone call, but it went off on my laptop. That's never happened to me before. Oh my God. It happens to me all the time. Like I'll just get like all these messages. Oh I just God, learned how to so shut weird. it off. Yeah. Oh, you'll have, you'll have to tell me how to do that. <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah. After this. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I was given that opportunity and experience um, where I actually started to gain momentum, that felt sustainable. Um, where it didn't feel like macros were going to be my life forever, where it didn't feel like the gym was going to control me, where I was able to start gaining weight and be okay with it, where I was able to start looking at my body. And, you know, it wasn't like right away I just fell in love with it, but I was able to accept it. And when I started to have these moments and understandings of how different my experience was, I knew that there were so many other women in the world who needed it. And I just couldn't imagine going another day without giving it back. Like, how could I gain all this freedom um, and not give it back to the world because I know this is such needed work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I see you preach on like Instagram and honestly, like the shit that you say sits me in the feels, man. Like I like watch mm. all of your stories and I'm just like, Oh my God, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. And I love that you find time to do it. Like you could tell that you're like a busy person, but you do it Anyway, like you'll do it while you're getting ready and you'll do it while you're driving. And I love that so much. Well, I mean, the driving part, probably not so safe, but it's still entertaining to watch. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. but Yeah, but you're like, whatever, man. It's like, got to find it, find time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so many questions. When you were diving into your kind of like loving yourself more. Um, how scary was that? Because I know that so many people, especially when you say like there's people living on different ends of the pendulum, I find mm -hmm. that people find comfort in living with excuses and living like in their oh, story. Totally. And no one mm -hmm. like really knows how hard it is to break yourself open and have to like, like really look at yourself and realize that like, you're not really the, like you've probably done some shit in your life that like, you're probably not proud of either. Like you're not in victim yeah. all the time. So yeah. I think that yeah. scares people. So what did it look like? Yeah. For you? Yeah. Um, 
I think for me, it was just like, because I, I think I have had a lot of excuses. I think we all have, and I can definitely play the victim card, but I think it gets to the point where you're like, well, what do I want more? Like, do I want my excuses more or do I want freedom more? And I realized that most people in this world won't end up doing inner healing work that I do on like the level that I do it. Because even this leadership training that I'm in, it's a leadership training, but it's all emotional work that we're talking about right now. Um, because to be someone who leads other people, you have to be able to, you have to be willing to face your own path and your own pain. And so I go into it knowing a, yes, it's going to be painful and it's going to hurt, but I know what's on the other side. And that's what I'm, that's what I want. Like I, I want to live in freedom. I want to live in empowerment and the longer I sit with my excuses, the longer I prolong it. And honestly, it just gets harder the longer you prolong it. And it's going to like, it's this idea if we can stuff it down, um, you're not actually stuffing it down because it's going to show up in your day-to-day life anyways, whether you can realize it or not. Um, Yeah. So I think, I think for me, it's just that I've always been really willing and really committed. I've always been, I'm I'm not, it's not like it's easy for me because I get very afraid um, I'm very fearful of it sometimes, most of the time, because um, I think we'd all love it to be comfortable. I think we'd all love it to just be like, sit back, chilling. This is what life looks like to grow. But I know that I was called to so much more in my life. Um, and I know that I have, I have a vision, like I have a vision for my life. And I really, I can't change. I can't create change in others unless I'm doing that in myself. So I stick to that vision. Mm -hmm. I love that. So when you started the self like love or what is it? So what do you call yourself? Like, what is your, um, I guess your title that you go by? An an intuitive self-love coach. Ooh, an intuitive self-love coach. I love that. Yes. 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 Um, so when you started that, what was your main goal? Was it to help people love themselves in general? Was it to help people, you know, um, get out of like the body shaming. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, Cause I feel like they're the same, but then they're kind of different. Like there's people right, that, um, right. that have to like learn self-love on a deeper level, um, that has nothing to do with body shaming. And then there's people that right. like, have had like the eating disorders and the, and totally. the constant struggle with like <laughs> losing and gaining weight. For sure. Yeah. So when I started, I think I felt like I wanted to do it for everyone in every area, because I understand that even though um, it it shows up differently in people's lives, it all comes back to the same core belief of lack of self-worth, lack of self-confidence. And so I felt this desire to kind of help anyone that struggled with self-love, but I started going in the direction of mainly people with body image and 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 bodybuilding in that industry because it was more relatable to me because I had been there and I knew that what's more impactful for someone to receive support than anything else is to work with someone who's walked in your shoes because they can, they can speak from a place of understanding and it's easier for them to trust me. Um, I still find myself wanting to help outside of those walls because I know I can still speak to it because it, you know, like self lack of self love didn't always just show up in my body for me. Like it also showed up in toxic relationships and tons of them. It showed up in the way I 
you know, saw myself in work settings. It showed up in the way that I tried to chase like 12 different career paths before I started my own business. Um, I think it's, it's more that like my story inside of, you know, having dealt with an eating disorder and being in the bodybuilding industry. Um, it's just a big part of my life. And so I think it's become most relatable. And so that's kind of how I've grown um, a community in my social media of people where they, they've seen me. I mean, cause I still have people who follow me. Um, cause I, I had fitness Instagram years ago when I was competing and a lot of these, you know, a lot of the people that followed me in the past still follow me now. So they've seen my journey. They built rapport with me from the days I was struggling to where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a lot easier for them to see that uh, this is an area that I've haven't mastered fully because I don't think I've ever fully arrived, but I've grown a lot in it and I've learned a lot in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what happened with you? Did you find someone that had like a similar story, yeah. like a coach kind of thing? Yeah. So, um, when I was talking about when I was 22 and I had people who walked into my life, I, um, I had just lost my little brother and I, I had seen like, so that was when I had seen so many different counselors and therapists. And I just was like, I don't, I don't know that I want to go to therapy for this. And, um, my roommate at the time, she told me about a life consultant in town and she was like, you could just, should just consider it. Like he's really helped me. So I booked a session with him and (laughs) it was so, it was just intense. Like it was just painful because the work was so different than what I had known. Um, but it was really impactful. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, that matched with, um, another one of my roommates at the time, she had recently, you know, broken through different eating disorders, um, as well as her now husband he had as well. And so they both, in a way, just kind of mentored me and walked me through what helped them. They gave me a different perspective on it all. Um, because the thing that was so different inside of rehabs and treatment centers, everything always felt like very black and white, like all or nothing, um, where I couldn't relate. And this perspective of you can be healthy, but coming from a place of knowing why you want to be healthy, where self-love starts first. Mm-hmm. And behaviors come second. And mm-hmm. it, that felt so foreign to me because it felt like that's what wasn't being taught. Um, and they went about it in a way that was just so beautiful and so supportive of me in one of the most painful moments of my life. Like I had just, I, you know, I, my world had just been completely shattered, um, losing my brother, and my best friend. And not only that, but my me at the age of 21 was the worst year where um, me struggling with bulimia, I was, it was at its worst at that time. Um, and I was just doing a lot of stupid stuff. So people willing to walk with me through that was huge. It was like, I was a mess. I was a disaster. Um, but they saw so much in me. Like they saw me for who I was, not how I was acting. And that's what I've taken into how I choose to work with every single person that comes my way. I'm like, well, I don't see you as all the dumb behaviors you're, you're choosing and all the dumb things you're doing. It's, it's, it's that you just have a really crappy belief system happening. Um, and until you can have someone speak to that, you're going to keep living out these crappy behaviors because your belief systems will always win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, a person, like a question that I ask all the time on the podcast and 
I think you kind of touched on it. So you don't have to really answer it if you don't want to, but if you don't mind me asking, like, no, totally. was that your rock bottom? Like you're like when mm. you're 22 losing your brother, like, was that it that you were just like, something needs to give here? So <laughs> I think I had a few rock bottom moments. I think they just look different. Amazing. Cause like, yeah, you, like you grow from them. Right. So the, totally. <laughs> it's like the mode of, the amount of rock bottoms you can have early in your life. I feel like that's a good thing because you yeah. can only kind of grow from that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. So, I mean, so I think of my life as there was two of the biggest rock bottoms I had. One was um, my 22nd birthday. I, um, that was, you know, just right after my year of being 21 where I was, you know, I guess I'll just be, if it's cool, I'll just be fully transparent. Um, I was like at my highest phases of binging and purging and really just a lot of self-destruction. I was going out and partying like five out of seven days of the week. And I didn't have any real friends. Nothing in my life was authentic. It was all just kind of fake. Um, and I'll never forget my 22nd birthday. I was in my bathroom getting ready to go party with my girlfriends and last second everyone failed and so I was in my bathroom and um I was listening to this I was listening to this song I'll never forget it and um I just had this moment where the pain it went from like total disconnection from myself into like holy crap this hurts and I just broke down and I like I remember going into my mom's room being like I don't want to live this way anymore um and I decided you know at that time I was living in Nebraska I had lived in California before for school. I decided I was going to move back and choose to start making changes for my life. Um, I think that's when I made the choice. Now, you know, my, my brother passed away about a year later. And through that year, I was attempting a lot to change, um, but things still weren't fully working. So I see it as kind of like I was trying real hard um, and I wanted it really bad. But, you know, it was kind of like once, once my brother passed and seeing how, um, where his life ended, where, you know, he kind of just dealt with a lot of similar stuff. He was a bodybuilder. Um, and, and a part of his death was that he overdid it on steroids. Mm. And so it kind of just became my mission of like, I, I can't, I can't keep living this way myself and I can't keep allowing other people to let, um, an idea of an image, that you need to look a certain way to be accepted to take someone's life. And so, yeah, I think that was the, probably the more rock bottom moment. And that was when um, I moved in with my roommate who would then, you know, mentor and help me and started seeing the life consultant that I had. And that's when things really started to shift. Wow. Yeah. Sorry about your brother, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what is, what's this? This is my favorite topic as well, because we're kind of similar in this sense, but what does self-love look like? Like, what does it look like mm. when, you, when you start, like when someone starts mm. like, cause everyone, I feel like it's such a broad topic. Like they're like, right. Mindset. Okay. I have a mind, so I'm good. Mm. Like, or right. like, all right, got it. Love myself. I'll just tell myself I love myself. Um, but mm. like, like there's so much work that goes into it. Describe totally. the process. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, I think it looks differently for every person on their journey. And I think that's what's hard is someone else's self-love journey is complete, could be completely opposite from yours because depending on when and where we start, we have different work we need to do. 
because self-love one day might look like going out and hanging out with your friends because that's what you genuinely need. Mm-hmm. Um, but self-love another day could look like having a breakdown and growing through it. Um, I think it's a matter of self-awareness. And so I think the very first step of self-love is becoming aware, um, becoming in tune with how am I, how am I showing up in my life and where is that coming from? So it's, it's figuring out where did this story start? Um, a lot of it just really starts with where did my core belief systems, where were they created and why did, why were they created and who am I really? Mm-hmm. Um, because to be able to get in tune with your authentic self is, is the ability to actually love yourself. Um, but self-awareness is, is the first step. And then I think acceptance because can't love yourself unless you accept yourself. Um, and that's when you can kind of go on the journey of choosing into what is one of the hardest, but one of the most beneficial journeys you could ever go on to love who you are. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. That's, um, and you say so many amazing things on Instagram and a couple of them. Um, one was when you were just like, if you don't have self-worth, then you won't have self-confidence because mm-hmm. like confidence is kind of like silent where it's like, you know that you're worthy yeah. to be in yeah. like, you can own like a room because you know that you're worthy enough to be in that room or you can own yeah. just like yeah. any type of story because you know who you are. Um, and when you mm-hmm. said it like that, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. And like, yeah. Um, so, and then another thing that you said too, which um, resonated a lot was you saying like, you can, you can go on all of like the, the diet fads and all of that. Like you can lose your 20 pounds. You can go mm-hmm. on your keto diet for like three months or whatever. And it's going to be a temporary great confident, like ego boost or whatever confidence boost. But like, if you don't actually love yourself, you're just going to crash again. And I feel like with me, like one of the things that my mom's always said to me, she's just like, you just never seem happy. Like, she's just like, mm. you just, you're always like, seem like you're chasing something. Like you don't actually seem wow. like you're happy. And I was just like, Oh my wow. God. Like that's the, yeah. I was just like, shit, you're probably right. Yeah. Like, or like you are right. Like I'm never really that happy all the time. Um, mm-hmm. she said that to me years ago. And then I was just like, okay, now I need to start making some changes obviously. Cause people are starting to see, see it. Um, yeah. so yep. like, that's when I kind of like hit my rock bottom. And I always say like, I wish I hit my rock bottom sooner. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone deals with, you know, their life. Everyone's on a different life path in terms of age. But um, yeah, so when she said that to me, I was just like, shit, like I need to like actually get to the bottom of like what makes me happy. So when you had said that a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, boy, do I know that feeling? Because it's true. Like you can book the trip. You can, you yeah. know, oh, I'm going to go on this cool diet thing or I'm going to like do this new workout program or I'm going to start this new right. job. But if like I don't actually love myself it's going to last for, I'm going to crash again. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what's kind of missing inside of a lot of different arenas of fitness and health is that we can give someone um, a tool to use that would be beneficial for whatever they're needing inside of their health. But if they don't understand why they're doing it inside of understanding who they are, they're not going to be able to sustain it because every single time someone comes my way, and I ask them to do something, it's not effective until I can help them recreate their belief systems first. And so that's why my work is created the way it is, is I want people to know who they are before they decide to change habits. Um, because then there's so much more 
sustainable to keep. And that's why you find so many people who are doing diets and then gaining all the weight back or who are um, starting a new career that they thought was going to be their end all be all, but they're still feeling empty. And so the ability to find whatever desire you're looking for right now inside of you is the only way to stay, to stay in that place, to keep that momentum. Mm -hmm. What, um, what does that look like when you're trying to get someone to really understand who they are? Like what, what would be one example of an exercise that you get them to do? Yeah. So, um, I take most of my clients when they first start working with me through like a core belief, um, audit to understand what do they actually believe about themselves and why. And when I'm able to read that, um, I then ask them, okay, when was the first time you, you felt this? When was the very first time in your life that you felt like you were unworthy of receiving love? Um, if that's what it, like if if one of their core beliefs is, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of receiving a love and attention because X, Y, and Z. Um, and when I can figure out where the first time they believed it was, we can then go back to that memory and heal that moment. That's the only way, the only way to sustain a belief system is to heal the very place it started. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different ways I've, I've done it within um, child, like, you know, getting back in touch with your inner child. Um, you know, there's, there's different ways to go about it. But for the most part, what I found is that most people are missing so many core needs you have of love from your early childhood development. Um, and it's not because our parents, you know, are bad or, or anything. It's because everyone was doing the best they knew how. And we give them that credit, but ultimately we have to heal those places in order, um, in order to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. What happens if someone doesn't remember where it came from? So, yeah, that's a good question because that happens a lot. And here's the thing is that our brains try to block out memories because they're trying to keep us safe, you know, from feeling pain that just kind of goes in touch with our ego, our subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm generally able to, uh, to help someone get in, when you can get in connection with your heart, as opposed to your head, your heart will usually show you. And I'll just like, it, I literally just do it. Like I just, I'm, I just ask someone to kind of take deep breaths to trust me, um, place their hands over their heart and we start talking to their heart. Um, cause this is kind of the way I was taught from my life consultants was heart connection and speaking to your heart. And for the most part, people are able to get their memories to come up. Sometimes it takes a few times. Um, If we can't fully get there, we'll start with whatever comes first and we'll work our way there through building trust with their ego. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Yeah. Um, So do you normally just do like in-person type of one-on-ones then, or is this something you can also do over like Skype or? Yeah, I do. I do most of my stuff actually online. I don't, I don't even do anything in person as of now, although I do want to. Um, it's funny you say that because I'm like getting a lot of requests for it. So um, that's something I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. But that's yeah, great. I do most of it online. That's amazing that people are starting to find you in the um, in your hood then. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. It's really great. I love it. Do you hold like any events or anything locally? Haven't yet, but that's what, that's, I mean, that specifically is what um, clients have been wanting. So um, the plan is to get my first retreat um, created soon. I have a friend in the online space who she does her work solely on events. And so 
she's actually going to be helping me create my first one. So I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have any like, this is when it's going to be and where, but it's in the works. So yeah, I'm excited about it because I think that's kind of where I'm headed is I really would actually like to do more of this work in person because it is, it's a lot more impactful when you can be with a person in person and do um, this kind of stuff. It's because it's it is so experiential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Oh, I'm going to keep my eye out for that. I'm excited. Yay. 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 I'm um, excited too. I, I don't think that I have any more like actual questions to ask you. I think that you're like such a light and I think that people oh, need to like you. hear your message to so tell people where they can find you so that you can Thanks just so plug away, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. Um, Courtney Ballard, Courtney with three Y's at the end. <laughs> you know what? The reason for it Courtney. is, it's, I know I, everyone laughs at me about it and I'm like, well, okay. It was the only like username left. Um, but you'll see it's I'm, my like title is intuitive self-love coach. Um, so it should be pretty obvious that it's me. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook under my name, Courtney Ballard, um, as same thing. Um, yeah, that's where I mainly show up as both on Instagram and Facebook. No websites yet. Maybe soon. You oh, know, no I'm You're doing like, all this without a website. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Was, I know I need, I need to get one done. I just, technology scares me oh, girl like I've been like trying to work MailChimp like an emailing list like oh my probably like for 45 minutes before we got on this call and I was like I can't figure this out yeah no 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 I don't girl I've been trying to do a mailing list too and I'm like I don't want to I don't want to I that's where I'm like can I just hire someone else for all of that yeah for real though because I'm just like I'm like asking around the office like do you know how to do this and everyone's like no and I'm like, Damn it. so funny Damn it. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyone who's listening and who wants to go like check out Courtney, I swear she has so many great like tips. Like I've learned so much from you yeah, just from you Instagram so and then your Facebook lives. Like you're so active, which I'm so envious of because like I'm the first, the first thing to go in my routine is Instagram. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't be bothered to even get on there and talk. Like, I don't think I've done it for like four or five days and I know that I should, but I'm just like, Ugh, I can't. So and funny. you're just on it every day. And I'm like, that's so great. Oh, thank you. I mean, honestly, it's just kind of like, I, I don't, I just do it. I don't love, I don't love being on Instagram and consuming a lot, you know, cause it just gets to be a lot, but I'm like, okay, I'll get on, I'll do what I need to do. And then I'm going to hop right off. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you so, like, yeah. how do you separate the two? Because when you're, when your whole life's on Instagram. Yeah, that's a good um, question. Yeah. Like I, I'm struggling with it too. Cause it's like, you have to be present, but then you're just like, I don't want to be this present, but you know, you have totally. to be this present. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, so balanced with everything. I, I, I make myself delete Instagram and Facebook off of my phone every night at about 10 PM. And I don't download it again until 10 AM the next morning, unless I like absolutely need to get someone's contact info. If I forgot or something like if I have a call. Um, and then throughout the day, um, I, I'll set timers if I'm getting on it to go like, you know, read through content and such, but I think it just requires awareness, you know, like I, we're all human and like I mess up and I, I have my days where subconsciously I'm not even like, you're not even realizing what I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, I just scrolled for like 20 minutes. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well I'll just, you know, whatever, like get off my phone, go meditate, go do something to get my headspace back on right and just move on. Um, yeah, it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing, you know, working in this space. And I've even thought, you know, at times I'm like, I wondered if I, I'd have an Instagram if I didn't, 
um, have an online business, but you learn to, I think, think just like anything in, in world, in the world and in our lives, it can be used to grow you or it can be used to hurt you. And that requires your, it requires your choices and your, your commitment to what you want it to be. So mm-hmm. yeah, discipline, hard, discipline. doable. So, so hard, <laughs> but yeah, no one <laughs> understands. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I try to do my posts in the morning and like any stories that I need to do. And then I'll try and delete it for the rest of the day. Um, and I'll like download it again the next morning just to do it again. And people are like, why don't you just not look at the app? And I'm like, you would think that that would be the easiest thing to do, but like, it doesn't work for me. Like I will, if it's there, like my thumb will just go to it. And like, um, it's so easy to just hop on and like try and do a story or like story your whole day, but I don't want to do that. So I just, um, delete it. Yep. So I'm glad yep. that you delete it too. Cause yes. <laughs> it makes me I feel mean, more it's safe. really the only way to do it. <laughs> it's true. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on girl. I really yeah, appreciate thanks it. for having me. Um, I love being, I love being on here and talking with you. So fun. Thanks. This is fun. Um, I have to know how warm is it where you are right now? <laughs> it's about 60 degrees here. <laughs> so jealous <laughs> yeah I'm sorry come visit me <laughs> no, I really should um I'm actually heading to Bali in three oh, days yes that's right I'm so, so jealous I'm pretty pumped about it when people are listening to this I will already be in Bali um so that might be a bit Dang. confusing but yeah um very jealous but I, yeah, I'm like, that's the only thing. Like it took me an hour and a half to get into work today. It was like negative 30 and my toes were frozen, but I'm like walked in and I'm like, I'm only here for three more days. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to let it get to me. <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. Keep uh-huh. that mindset because you're going to be in the most beautiful place in the world soon. Have you been? No, but the photos look like it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> but the photos look amazing. <laughs> I need to go. That's a goal of 2019. Well, so. you go put your retreat there. You're right. I should. That's like, you know what? I Maybe mean, I'll just do that. Yeah, I'll look out for it. Okay, cool. Yes. Well, thank you so much, babe. I hope you have a yes. wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the It's Not About You podcast this week. We're happy you popped by and we hope you feel totally broken open and expanded from this episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. It would be so much appreciated. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye.